This week from GNC Week in Review, powered by Geek News Central. Congress Democrats wants to reinstate net neutrality. Facebook won't let you opt out your phone number. Also, will Facebook become private? details in moments. Elizabeth Warren wants to break up Facebook. Twitter has some new features, plus plenty of how-to tech. Those are some of the tech news stories from this week. And it's Friday, March 8th, 2019. My name is Kirk Corliss, and it is episode 15 of the GNC Week in Review podcast, a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode, and please be sure to subscribe to the podcast where you can find on the right-hand side column at gncweekly.com, be it Apple Podcasts, your favorite Android podcast app, or on TuneIn, Spotify, and Stitcher. Get connected with GNCWIR on Twitter or on Facebook at GNC Weekly. Love to hear your comments, thoughts, want to say hi at gncweekly at gmail.com. We're going to jump in with the tech news from this week and from geeknewscentral.com. And last week, uh, last week's news, tech news, was a little light in the last episode. But this week, there is a lot of tech news. And we're going to lead off this week in the social media. And over on geeknewscentral.com, there's a post where Edison Research and Triton Digital has posted the quote, the quote, the Infinite Dial 2019. It is the latest report in a series dating back to 1998 that covers consumer usage of media and technology and has tracked many new mediums as they develop. The latest study finds the current number of current Facebook users continues to drop. The study shows an estimated 15 million fewer users of Facebook than a 2017 report. The declines are heavily concentrated among younger people. Marketplace's Kimberly Adams interviewed president of Edison Research Larry Rosen, and she pointed out that the 15 million fewer Facebook users in the U.S. today than in 2017 and asked if that was a meaningful drop for Facebook. Larry Rosen um, responded where he said, quote, I don't see how you can say it's a meaningful drop. 15 million is a lot of people no matter which way you cut it. It represents about 6% of the total U.S. population ages 12 and older. What makes it particularly important is if it is part of a trend, this is the second straight year we've seen this number go down. Obviously, the U.S. is the bigger market in terms of dollars, and it's going to be a super important market for Facebook or anybody who's playing this game. Also, be aware that Facebook is allowing people to look up user profiles based on the phone number the user added to their Facebook account. There is no way to completely hide your phone number. TechCrunch summarized this Facebook problem this way. Last year, Facebook was forced to admit that after after months of pestering its users to switch on two-factor by signing up their phone number, it was also using those phone numbers to target users with ads, but some users are finding out just now that Facebook's default setting allows everyone with or without an account to look up a user profile based on the same phone number previously added to their account. TechCrunch also pointed out Facebook will only allow users to choose from everyone, friends of friends, or friends. This means there is no setting that allows users to completely opt out of their phone number be searchable. Given its numerous Facebook data stamp data scandals. Mark Zuckerberg wants to address it. In reflection of what he said during a recent fiscal results call, he outlined plans to rework more Facebook services around a, quote, 
privacy-focused approach over the next few years. This includes, quote, simple, intimate places where no one else can see your data, the use of end-to-end encryption, a reduced amount of permanent content, greater safety, and secure data storage. Storage, excuse me. Zuckerberg also vowed more interoper- interop- interoperability, if I can get the word out, between apps and networks. He saw what app he saw he saw WhatsApp as a template for these changes. It's a secure messaging platform first and includes features built on top of that foundation. He also suggested that it ultimately represented the quote future of communication where it can be sure that whatever you say is both protected and impermanent. He also acknowledged the skepticism surrounding any privacy-oriented approaches at Facebook, noting that many wouldn't believe that it would that it would want to reform its reform its services. He said, "Quote: Frankly, we don't currently have a strong reputation for building privacy protective services. However, he did stress that Facebook has repeatedly evolved to create features people would want, and that the new privacy push would be open and collaborative." And to wrap up the Facebook news this week, with this news broke this afternoon, Senator Elizabeth Warren announced a big proposal to break up Amazon, Google, and Facebook and unwind their recent acquisitions of smaller companies. Specifically, Warren suggested that these and other tech giants be considered, quote, platform utilities and broken apart from any participant on a platform, she wrote on a medium post. Second, she also says that if elected, she would appoint regulators, quote, committed to reversing illegal and anti-competitive tech mergers. A company will be defined as a, quote, platform utility if it earned global revenue of $25 billion or more, she wrote, and will be required to meet a standard of fair dealing with consumers and not share data with third parties. An additional restriction does, an additional, an additional restriction seem designed to thwart monopolies. She wrote, quote, these companies will be prohibited from owning both the platform utility and any participants on that platform. She said that her proposed her proposed actions wouldn't prevent users from shopping on Amazon, searching on Google, or checking up on friends, old friends on Facebook. She also wrote the quote, the steps I'm proposing today will allow existing big tech companies to keep offering customer friendly services while com- promoting competition, stimulating innovation, stimulating innovation in the tech sector and ensuring that America continues to lead the world in protecting, producing cutting edge tech companies. It's how we protect the future of the Internet. And finally, in the social media news, Twitter is adding new options to its reporting process for tweets to share personal information, adding much more specific fields that users can highlight when submitting reports. Now, when reporting a tweet that contains private information, users will be taken to additional menu allowing them to specify whether a tweet contains information, a home address or physical location, financial information or ID numbers or ID pictures or numbers. The new feature should be rolling out both in the web and mobile versions of Twitter. Democrats officially launched their efforts to save net neutrality once and for all. Lawmakers in both the House and Senate have announced bills with the intention of reinstating net neutrality rules that the Federal Communication Commission moved to repeal back in 2017. The dual bills share the title of the Save the Internet Act. 
The full text is three pages, and according to lawmakers, it will play, put in place the same rules the FCC worked on work to remove over a year ago. The bill will not only codify key pillars in the neutrality, like no blocking or throttling, but will also consider also would also consider internet access a quote utility under Title II of the Communications Act, which is the hottest point of contention between Republicans and Democrats. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said that the House will take up the bill in quote a matter of weeks. The Save the, the Save the Internet Act would establish Title II authority through the standard lawmaking process. After a strong sowing in the 28 midterm elections, the House is now led by Democrats when it seems likely that the Save Internet Save the Internet Act will pass this chamber. Pelosi said, quote, with the Save the Internet Act, Democrats are honoring the will of the people. The bill will face an uphill battle in the Senate where Republicans hold majority. Beyond that, the act will also be vulnerable, will also be vulnerable to, a, to a veto from President Trump, who has been vocally skeptical of net neutrality in the past. In the how-to-tech blog this week, first up, this is all from um, makeuser.com. First up, uh, 25 um, social media slang terms. I didn't know that uh, I'm not a millennial. I'm over my late 40s. <laughs> so I'm not really aware of, of any of these, um, these slang terms on social media. Um, I'm just going to look into a few of them. Uh, first up is uh, Facebook official. Um, it describes a romantic relationship that's, that has been declared on your Facebook, that has been declared on your Facebook relationship status. status. I know someone that got, ing- got engaged, so congratulations. Um, there's a Twitter egg. Um, calling someone a Twitter egg implies they are a troll. There is um, social not working. Uh, if you are procrastinating at work by spending time on social media, you're guilty of social not working. I didn't even know that's a word. Uh, there is um, ratioed. Um, when someone refers to a tweet's ratio or a ratio tweet, they are bringing attention to the numbers of to the number, excuse me, of comments versus retweets and likes on the post. Uh, there's uh, tweets. Tweets are Twitter users. The slang word is a combination of the words Twitter and peeps. Um, and it's also apparently there's the shortened version of tweet tweet poll. Um, now uh, GNC uh, Weekend Review has an account on Twitter at GNC Weekly, so I don't know if the podcast is considered a tweet or not. But there you go. Um, there's uh, don't at me um, when someone says don't at me. So there's don't and the a and that little ampersand. That's uh, that's at. Um, when someone says don't at me in a tweet, they're indicating that they don't want to hear your opinions on what they posted. Sliding into um, DMs, uh, that's where uh, the um, there's a lot here. Uh, majority of it from what I'm when I was doing my show prep uh, this evening. Um, uh, the, most of the majority of them sounds like they're uh, from uh, off Twitter. Maybe I see one on. Um, uh, one about Facebook. <laughs> so, um, also, there's a link up in the show notes on how to um, boost um, your Wi Fi signal. Also, there is a link up in the show notes on how to um, broadcast on, um, wish to broadcast on um, Facebook Live. There's also a uh, link on how to um, 
There's a link in the uh, show notes on the, uh, there's, if you're on a long layover, there's some great apps that you can um, check out. There's also a link up in the show notes on the um, seven best coupons. So if you're in for deals, um, the latest bargain that's going on, you can check out a link on that. So all the apps uh, in the, um, are in the show notes. And I have a little more how-to tech in the Apple News block a little bit later in the podcast. Next up is the video streaming block. And first, an AT&T announced wide-reaching changes to Time Warner, now known as Warner Media. Robert Greenblatt, a former chairman of NBC Entertainment, has brought on to run Warner Media Entertainment. It's a brand new unit that folds home box office, Inc., and Turner Broadcasting into one entity. Greenblatt will also will oversee HBO, TBS, TNT, and True TV. He's also been tasked with heading up Warner Media's direct-to-consumer business and the upcoming streaming service that AT&T hopes will provide a worthy foe to Netflix and kick off a new era of distribution for its robust, robust breadth of content. Um, Warner Media announced in a press release, quote, this change will provide the company with the agility and the flexibility needed to build Warner, Warner Media's brands also across a variety of evolving distribution models with a more coordinated approach to the company's original programming. A new report from Lichtman, Lichtman Research Group says that cord cutting continued at a steady rate in 2018 as cable and satellite TV providers in the United States lost more than 3 million video subscribers. Satellite TV services were hit especially hard Speaking of AT&T, they, uh, they own DirecTV, lost 1.24 million subscribers, and finished 2018 with 19.2 million subscribers. Meanwhile, Dish lost 1.13 million subscribers and ended 20, 2018 with 9.9 million. The combined DirecTV and Dish losses of 2.36 million customers in 2018 was up from the company's combined loss of 1.55 million in 2017. The top cable companies, uh, Comcast, Charter, Cox, Altis, Mediacom, and Cable One, lost a combined 910,000 TV subscribers in 2018, up uh, up from a net loss from 660,000. 660,000 in 2017, the six companies had a total of 47 million TV subscribers at the end of 2018. DirecTV and Dish made up some of their subscriber losses by nudging customers toward the online versions of their services. DirecTV Now, which is um, AT&T's online version of DirecTV, gained 436 subscribers in 2018 to move up to a total of 1.59 million. Dish-owned Sling TV gained 205,000 customers, achieving a total of $2.42 million. Now, by contrast, the survey of the U.S. broadband market found that cable companies added 2.9 million Internet subscribers in, internet subscribers in 2018, achieving a total of $64.3 million. DSL, there's still DSL, wow. And fiber companies lost um, 472,000 broadband subscribers in 2018, dropping to a total of 33.9 million. Simonia has another trick up its sleeve to, has another trick up its sleeve in its battle against MoviePass. You can now purchase $100 worth of tickets for just $70. 
this new limitless, this new quote limitless packet, limitless. Excuse me, <laughs> get the words out. <laughs> package means you can get a discount wealth committed without committing to a monthly subscriptions. The one hundred dollar credit is good for any movie. Is good for any movie on any day, with no blackout dates. The you can purchase multiple tickets on the same day, and the Cinemia site says you'll get invitations to premieres, galas, and special events, along with quote joyful joyful surprises, whatever that means. As TechCrunch reported, there are a couple of drawbacks, including convenience fees, and that the balance is only good for one year. Just about to round out the video streaming news, I'll have a link in the show notes on what's the coming on what's coming to Hulu and Amazon Prime in March. And finally, do you remember Blockbuster? Well, there's a Blockbuster video rental store located in the suburb of Perth, Australia, who announced where they announced it'll be closing its doors for good at the end of the month, according to the local newspaper, The Eastern Reporter. It was the last remaining Blockbuster on the continent. continent. Once it sees offering rentals at the end of March, there will be only one blockbuster blockbuster in the world remaining. The final store is located in Bend, Oregon. Australia's last block, last blockbuster, mouthful, <laughs> located in a small suburb of Morley, was operated by Lynn and John Borsicky, B-O-R-S-Z-E-K-Y. The owners put up signs indicating the store was shut down last Friday, which resulted in an outpouring of nostalgia-driven support. While they held up for as long as they could, the arrival of Netflix and other streaming services in the Australian market made this ending an inevitable one. Everything from movies to signs will be sold off from the store, with the going out of business set today, set to set set to start today, or if you're living in Australia right now listening to this podcast, it happened yesterday. In in Apple news this week, iPhones with third-party batteries are now eligible to, to be repaired at Genius Bars and Apple Authorized Service Providers, or AASP, according to Eternal Apple According to eternal Apple documents reportedly obtained by Mac Rumors and French outlet iGen, before Apple policies stated that customers were ineligible to receive any kind of repair service if their phones were previously prepared with any non-original third-party components, meaning you'd be taking a big risk by replacing an iPhone battery yourself. According to the reports, technicians will now be able to carry out services as normal for repairs related to the battery like microphones, logic boards, or display, even they spot a third-party battery when they open up your phone. For repairs related to the battery, Genius Bar, Genius Bar and AA, AASP technicians will reportedly be permitted to replace third-party batteries with official Apple batteries at standard fees. Mac Rumors also says that the technicians will be allowed to replace the entire iPhone for the cost of battery replacement. If the battery tabs are broken, missing, or have excessive adhesive at the discretion of a Genius Bar or an A or AASP technician, also at Apple with the Apple News, they announced it is bringing 1,200 employees to a San Diego office over the next three years, growing its presence right in the backyard of its current legal rival, Qualcomm. San Diego Mayor Kevin Faulkner tweeted support of Apple's expansion, which he said, quote, will increase local jobs by an additional 
Apple plans to add as many as 200 employees by the end of 2019, according to a press release from Falconer's office. Apple said its new positions would span a variety of specialty, specialty, specialty engineering fields in hardware and software, according to release. The company plans also to develop uh, thousands of square feet of office, lab, and research space in the area to accommodate the new employees. So good on Apple with this news. I have a couple of how-to tech for your iPhone over on, this is also on makeuser.com, how to add filters in iPhone's pictures the easy way. Uh, There's some great tools on that. And also in the show notes, I will link um, the best uh, the best RSS readers uh, for uh, for iPhones. Um, some of them include um, first one is um, Feedly, and this little um, little side note: um, I work I use Feedly on on my desktop um, for to do my show prep and find the articles news articles from the week. Um, it's a little behind the scenes on that. Um, there's um, Unread, Liar, Fiery Feeds, Indoor Indoor Reader. So there is some. Um, so there's some. Uh, these are the apps, uh, RS readers that you can check out. I'll have a link up all, on both of that in the show notes. In other news this week from Google, they are working on a removing a step by testing shoppable ads and sponsored image search results. Uh, the ads let. Uh, the ad the ads let retailers highlight several items for sale within the sponsored image, within, which includes a price tag icon. You see the price, the brand, and other info so you can see if you actually can forward that desk and office chair. Google shopping exec Shurit Chatterjee um, said uh, in a blog post he uh, wrote, "Quote: We're currently testing this. At, we're currently testing this on a small percent of traffic with select retailers." Servicing on broad queries like home office ideas, shower tile designs, and abstract art. The feature will roll out to more categories and retailers in the coming months. And while you're looking at purchases from ads on Google Search, Google introduced a tool to help developers make more money from apps, even from non-paying users. Google Play's new rewarded products feature picks up on the trend of watching a video or taking some kind of action to earn in-app currency. The feature, still in beta testing, will debut in video format. For developers, uh, for developers, rewarded products can be added to any app using Google Play Billing Library. No software development kit or SDK integration is required, which Google said it makes it easier to implement than simple than similar competing products. What's trending this week from GNC WIR? We're going to start with Google Trends from last week, and with 10 million searches, Desi Arnaz. Over on Twitter, trending in the U.S. at number one, hashtag International Women's Day. And lastly, trending on YouTube with 6.7 million views. And at number one, the video type, the video is titled Jonas Brothers Carpool Karaoke. In Amazon, this, in Amazon news this week, and first from The Verge, reporting, Verge.com is reporting Amazon may have backed out of New York City, but it's still got one HQ2 left in Arlington, Virginia. A $23 million contract has been drawn up for a county board to vote on March 16th, and the Washington Post saw the terms of the, con- saw the, terms of the agreement early. The contract doesn't require Amazon to provide construction workers with a living wage, 
what will typically be called a project labor agreement and it didn't ask, does not, doesn't ask Amazon to contribute to Arlington's affordable housing trust fund. Housing trust funds are typically made after a company comes back to Arlington with more specific development plans. But large protests and opposition from local politicians ultimately convinced Amazon to advance plans from a New York office. All Amazon needs to do in Arlington is to meet the office space requirements. It must occupy 64,000 square feet of office space by the end of July 2020. 250,800 square feet by 2021 and 5.56 million by 2034. As Amazon Amazon hits its office space goals, it will receive partial payment of the 23 million dollars. The Verge also uh, the Verge also notes that on the flip side, Amazon is set to get paid by the company is set to get paid by the county as hotel taxes increase. Amazon's arrival in Arlington is expected to bump up hotel bookings and lead a boost to lead a boost in hotel revenue, which the county will then skim off the top to give to Amazon. Amazon will be paid 15% of any hotel tax increases. So we'll see if um, we'll see if Amazon will have its uh, HQ2 in Virginia by next year or not. Stay tuned. Also, in other news, and I'm just waiting for my browser to close. Uh, Give me a second. I apologize for a little bit of um, dead air. I'm just waiting for something to come up. And, okay. Okay. Oh, there we go. Very good. I apologize. Okay. And finally, a few months ago on a previous episode, I talked about Alfonso Ribeiro, who wants to uh, wants to copyright his Carlton dance moves. What I didn't mention, I believe that he was going to also sue the makers of Fortnite for their use of the Carlton moves in that game. Well, news also broke this morning. This is great. Breaking news um, that we had on this episode. He voluntarily dropped his lawsuit against the maker of Fortnite for using a da- is using his dance to Carlton without permission, and his legal team considers the move a procedural step in an ongoing process. The decision came, came shortly after the Supreme Court unanimously ruled that if the U.S. Copyright Office has not granted or refused a person's application for registration, that person is not legally able to sue for copyright infringement. However, because the suit was voluntarily dismissed, quote, without prejudice, it can be refiled. This also applies to the recently withdrawn complaints made by, made by, made against, excuse me, Epic by two million, uh, excuse me, by, made against Epic, excuse me, uh, Epic is the makers of Fortnite, uh, by two million, the black, the backpack kid and the orange circuit kid all who made dances using Fortnite without permission. Those plaintiffs are all represented by the same fir- same firm as Ribeiro, and in a statement to the Hollywood Reporter, attorney David Heck said, "Quote: We will continually fight for we will continue we will continue to vigorously fight for our clients' rights against those who wrongly take their creations without permission and without compensation." Unquote. So now all and right all is right in the world today, and that is the week of tech news for Friday, March eighth, twenty nineteen. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode of GNC Week in Review. 
Get connected with GNCWIR at GNC Weekly. And please be sure to subscribe to podcast on your favorite uh, on your favorite podcast app so you do not miss another episode of GNCWIR. Till next time, I will talk to you all soon.